Uh, welcome back to Soccer, Soccer Crush. Crush. We missed you. We took a week off. I hope you enjoyed all of our MLS chaos and shenanigans. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, you really should. Yeah, still relevant. Yeah. Good stuff. It Quality content. We made all the best predictions <laughs> of all time. We did. <laughs> we did. And if other things you should do. You should pick up A Woman's Game by Suzanne Rack and then head over to our Twitter and sign up in the Google Doc if you haven't already and join us for book club. We don't have a date yet, but we promise it'll we'll let you know soon. Looking forward to it. Um, if you're not already following us at soccer underscore crush on Twitter and Instagram, you should be. It's where you find all of the important news, crush of the week, book club information, um, and you can sign up there. And there's also thirst traps, of course. Come hang out with us and be besties with us. And then tell all of your besties and tell them to subscribe and rate our podcast five stars because we deserve it. And then get ready to talk tactics with our guest today. It will be very fun. He is from the Tampa Bay area, which as you know, suffered some damage with Hurricane Ian. We will be sharing resources to help Southwest Florida rebuild. If you're able to donate, please do so. You can keep an eye on our Twitter and Instagram for more information. But until we have our guest, we have each other. We do. We always have each other. Yes. <laughs> I don't have a rapid fire. Does anyone? I have a rapid fire. I am curious if you all are reading any good books right now. Funny you say that, Beth, because I have been texting Trisha today about the book I am reading right now, actually listening to while I'm at work. Um, and I was like, wow, it's not great. So I keep listening, obviously, and it gets worse. <laughs> So, um, I don't recommend that one, but I think the last really good one was Mexican Gothic. Yeah. I oh, I did like that. Yeah, that was good. I just finished listening to Zealot by Reza Aslan. He's a religious scholar and it's his studies based on Jesus of Nazareth as a historical figure versus Jesus the Christ. And it was fascinating. That does sound interesting. So I have his next yeah. book. God, a human history that I'm going to start tomorrow morning. I just started the final, final girls support group, um, which is very good so far. I think I read, I read like maybe three chapters last night before bed, um, which is when I usually read. And I have all of these like Halloween themed books for for October lined up. I'm like, this will be great reading before bed every night. Uh, but it's, it's very good. And I want to read her other one, My Best Friend's Exorcism. Um, love it. He is a fantastic writer. And they're, everyone that he's written, is they're equally so good. good. Like, I can't say that I have a favorite favorite, although. Slang my, vampires. Yeah, that yeah. might because it was the first oh, one. Is that the Southern? ladies? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's so good. Sam- vampires. It was really good. This is my first one and I'm enjoying it so far. Oh yeah. You're going to love it. I can't wait to find out what you think. <laughs> um, but speaking of spooky season, my rapid fire is in line with that. What do you think your soccer crushes favorite Halloween candy is? Uh, most of laws is probably something fancy like Marzipan. Ferrera Rocher. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. Marzipan. Yeah. Only the best from like a boutique candy shop. Okay. Yeah. I just had to sit here like, wait, who's my soccer crush? Um, I don't know. I'm going to go with a Kit Kat. Everyone likes a Kit Kat, right? Except for Jay, who's allergic to chocolate, which is a lie. Which soccer crush? I don't know any of them. I think Mason Mount's favorite is something super British. So probably like Cadbury. I don't yeah. know. Something. Maltesers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Some buttons. Digestives. <laughs> <laughs> probably. He's probably correct. <laughs> oh, goodness. And, uh, 
Going into headlines, I hate to bring it down, but the report of the independent investigation to the U.S. Soccer Federations concerning allegations of abusive behavior and sexual misconduct in women's professional soccer has been released. It is 319 pages, and Sally Yates was very thorough. Sally Yates and company, um, it's a lot. Take your time with it. Uh, you know, it's gross. It's things that we all probably guessed and thought about, and it's um, it'll be a hot topic for a while. And the NWSL just released a statement, which I think is pretty watered down and weak. Um, yuck. Yeah, it is yuck. Hmm. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of apologies are needed, and I think systemically the NWSL needs to rebuild, and not in a way where we get rid of women's soccer, but build it in a way that we can support women's soccer. Yeah, and uh, there need to be some formal apologies made. Oh yeah, and to some people out there. Yeah, and you need to pay them for damages. Yeah, yeah. sounds like it. Well, that's awful. Um, Trisha, mine's more lighthearted, so maybe you should go next. Uh, no, I want you to go because I want us to have a depression sandwich. <laughs> a depression sandwich. I like it. I will be the meat in there. Um, and I don't know like if this will make people happy or not, but I was listening to the um, broadcast like in between matches this weekend, and they were talking about how Erling Holland he scored another hat trick this weekend, and he's currently on pace, like if he keeps up at his current pace, that he could score 66 goals this season, which is completely insane. And right now, the um, record for a 38 match season, which is what we're having now, is held by Mo Salah, and he hit score that's 32 goals. So he could potentially, if he keeps up this pace, score double that number of goals, and that is crazy. You know. Good for him. I wish it was for a different club. I wish it was for a different club too. <laughs> my club and not your club. Like yeah. a different club. Yeah. Like, I don't know. West Ham. Kid. <laughs> West Ham. Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. That'd be great. Like, West Brom. for them. It's so weird because I feel like he could easily, like, the more he grows, like, be the next Messi with, like, mm -hmm. those numbers. And it's so surreal to me as someone who's been watching Messi for, like, over a decade that, like, I could very well be watching like the next one come up. Yeah. It so, feels like watching history when yeah. you watch him play. Like you are like, seeing something really great. Because and I just wish he wasn't wearing freaking baby now. <laughs> but because I love soccer so much, it's so exciting. Yeah. Like that that's how me. I feel. Like very mixed feelings. Like I can't stand his team, but man, he's like amazing to watch. His goals are just incredible. So, oh, like and he played that well in Bundesliga as well. Mm -hmm. And we have seen several times where players don't necessarily translate well to other leagues, mm -hmm. um, both ways. And Timo. Oh, he's poor Timo. Um, but he is just kind of mastering Premier League so early on, you know, what is left for him to conquer? Syria, La Liga, um, MLS. Come to MLS. Come to MLS. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> All right. Well, mine, I'm going to just make this a shit sandwich. <laughs> um, that about, I'm, I'm going to butcher it, but I'm going to try the Kanjurahan Stadium disaster. So I guess this weekend, some fans got foolish. I don't know the context of what led up to it. I don't know if it was justified. I don't think storming the pitch is justified in a lot of situations, but I'm going to reserve judgment because I don't know the whole story. So Arima supporters invaded the pitch and rioted. They attacked the opposing team's players. Persabaya? Persabaya? Uh, riot police units deployed tear gas. There was a stampede and at least 125 people died with over 300 injured. It is the deadliest football related disaster in Asia and third deadliest worldwide. One in Ghana killed 126 and then the deadliest one was in Peru where almost 350 people were killed. Sad. You know, I don't, I don't think either of you are watching Welcome to Wrexham, but they did a whole episode about hooliganism and they talked a lot about the ties to like um 
economic insecurity and um, unrest going on. And uh, it was very interesting. And I don't know a whole lot about it. I, that might be a good future uh, book club venture to find something about that just to learn more. But it was very interesting. But um, when this happened, it made me kind of think of that episode. So it was interesting. interesting uh, history and discourse in How mm-hmm. Soccer Explains the World about hooliganism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, I want my team to win all the time mm-hmm. as a fan. I don't ever want to see anyone supporting the other team injured though. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes we get so caught up into it. It's not mm-hmm. life or death. This is a game. Yeah. And if you cannot remember that this is a game, you shouldn't probably get invested into sports. No, we're literally about- playing for our entertainment and for yeah. massive amounts of money. It is not that serious unless you're betting on it, in which case you should probably go to Gamblers Anonymous. Yeah. There's beers, uh, fly- there were beers flying on, uh, Saturday at the game, at the FCC game. Well, now that's different. That's different. Okay? <laughs> that's not hurting anyone unless someone's here on Abby. Yeah, and that has. But- well, this was onto the field, and it was pretty close to the opposing, and even some of our players. I, you know. I mean, if it's Jeff Cameron, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Barial. That's <laughs> not okay. Yeah. No, not you okay. shouldn't be throwing beer. No, I don't think so. It's so stupid. Like. It's not you something clever to yell and, you know, get your anger out other ways. It's just not. Was that your favorite? I was frustrated, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> oh, oh, is that why you're skipping the next portion? I just, you know, soccer just hasn't brought me joy. So okay. normally we talk about our favorite matches since the last time we recorded. And I just, I looked back through like everything I watched and um, I didn't get to watch a ton of games over the last couple of weeks but i watched liverpool i watched fcc um, i watched a few other mls games and, and you wish you hadn't i really there's like nothing went the way i wanted it to go like really i stayed up till you know after midnight to watch us play seattle for a draw um you know and that was like a little easier to swallow than the, obviously the loss on saturday to chicago which was just terrible damn dumb and stupid Liverpool's been pretty uninspiring lately, um, like not exciting to watch. And um, even the games where I was like cheering for someone to win to help us in our um, playoff standings, even those weren't really going great. So I was like, I, you know what? It's just not bringing me joy over the That's last scary. couple of weeks. But Spencer um, Ritchie was back in Cincinnati. And he, he was. was. And he made it Cincinnati. And that's all that matters. He did. He did start time wasting very early in the game. When you're that handsome, it's fine. It's not time wasting. It's allowing you time to appreciate him physically. Uh, my favorite match was OL Reign. They secured the NWSL Supporter Shield after a 3-0 victory against Orlando Pride. And the NWSL Championship is set for October 29th at Audi Field in Washington, D.C. It's exciting. Well, playoff soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mine was Chelsea playing their first match in about 87 years, which is as long as Tiago Silva has been alive, according to <laughs> pundits, um, with a 2-1 win over Crystal Palace, thanks to Connor Gallagher's banger. In my opinion, he is now forgiven for that silly penalty <laughs> from the summertime. That was just a friendly. So. I, I mean, Charlotte, it doesn't matter. It's practice. We're talking about practice. It was nice to see his uh, warm reception from the Crystal Palace fans. He's got some good hair. Good for him. He does. He's a crush. He's a crush. Yeah. yeah, he's crushable for sure. Oh, yeah. You guys want to go talk about some more crushes and uh, get ready for yes our guests? Yeah. Welcome back, crushes. We just had a very riveting conversation about tactics that blew all of our minds. She always does. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't even know what you're missing. Mm -hmm. But we do have a guest. We would like to welcome Mike Pendleton, a fellow rowdy and also a Detroit City FC owner, which um, maybe he'll have some answers as to uh, why the supporters are like that. We also, (laughs) uh, Mike Pendleton, you also gave the best food suggestion I've ever gotten yes. in my life because of you. Trisha and I are obsessed with bodega and talk about it daily. Daily. It's, we love it. It's been like eight months. <laughs> <laughs> I was just there a couple of weeks ago. 
and it was awesome. It was still awesome. Okay, well, Good. when we come back, we're going to have a bodega hangout. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah. You do so much for the Rowdies community, and you Ralph's mob it up, and you raise money, and you get sassy on Twitter, which, which we is love. some of my favorite discourse. Um, how did you get into soccer? What's your soccer love story like? Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I'm like a late in life to soccer person. Like I played in like second grade, like second or third grade, but it just didn't really transpire into like a magical career or anything. Um, and so I, I'm a huge sports fan and for a whole lot of sports, I grew up in new England originally moved down here about 18 years ago. Um, and I have like deep, like familial ties to all of like those teams up in New England, um, you know, Red Sox, Celtics, Patriots. And, um, and so I moved down here and I didn't really latch on to any teams or anything like that. And so for me, it started 2010 World Cup, got into that, had a buddy at work who was really into it. He was also a Liverpool fan. So I watched the 2010 World Cup, watched a little bit of Liverpool here and there but I didn't really get into it 2014 World Cup is like when I really kind of got fully immersed in it um, so I was watching all the games and I was just super into it and when it was done it was like I, I this can't be done like I need more of this in my life where can I get more of this in my life and the embarrassing thing um, that I don't think I've shared with a lot of people the embarrassing thing for me is the first thing I looked up was like are the Tampa Bay mutiny still around, right? Because I didn't really know like anything. Uh, so I looked at, and they had been long gone, um, Google told me, uh, but I stumbled on the Rowdies. And I think it was like maybe one of the first weekends after that World Cup, we went to uh, we went to a Rowdies game and we were hooked. We just didn't, we didn't stop going. So, you know, eight years of season tickets or however many years that's been since then, um, we just were, we were absolutely hooked on it. Um, and I think it was one, it was like, I could connect with a local team and I didn't feel like I was betraying my family, you know, or anything like that, which was important, important to me, but there was just something, and you all know, cause you've been a part of it. It's you connect to it in a way that's just so different from any other sport. I don't think I had ever really experienced anything like that, you know, as a fan of any other of any other team or any other sport. So I was pretty well hooked, like from the jump uh, in 2014 when I started going. Uh, yes, I I think we can all say firsthand that whatever is happening in St. Pete happens pretty organically. And it really is a community. Um, it's so much fun. I feel like everybody knows everybody there, which I don't think we get I don't think I ever got that feeling at FC Cincinnati matches, but Bradley's definitely have something very fun. And I like how hands-on the team is with their fans. Um, they're very accessible kind of all the time. Um, but yeah. you have gotten more involved over eight years. Yeah. 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 Cause I have a problem, you know, I <laughs> It's just, it's like a dysfunction of some, some sort, but I do kind of like go like, you know, waist deep in something when I get into something. So, you know, when I started, uh, I, I just wanted to look, when I saw the mob, like you go and if you're not really familiar and you see a supporter section, you say, that's really different from anything that I've ever experienced before. I want to know how I can get involved. I want to know how I can help. Um, and that's just kind of how I was wired. So I, um, that was one outlet for me is like, how can I get as involved in the mob as I possibly can? I want to help them do whatever they're doing. And, um, so that was kind of one avenue. And then the other avenue was, was really kind of Twitter, you know, like at the time, like none of my friends that I grew up with watched the sport and I didn't really know, you know, anybody down here well enough. Um, and my dog is lovely. I love my dog, but the discourse with my dog isn't really great when it comes to things like this. So, um, so Twitter was kind of like an outlet for me to talk about the rowdies or talk about the sport in general. And so those were probably two of the big avenues where I really kind of got more involved. And I'm a nerd about stuff like this. So like, 
I wanted to know nerdy things. Like I post attendance graphics every week. Um, and cause I'm nerdy about it. I wanted to see like, okay, I think the Rowdies have a pretty good crowd, but how does that stack up against the other NASL teams at the time or now the USL teams? And um, so because I'm a nerd, I would, I kind of get my way and I want, you know, I want to know things, want to be involved in things. I just kind of got more and more involved in stuff like that as, as time went on. Well, thank you, because it's infectious. And <laughs> we have also gotten involved. In fact, um, Pride Razor that Ralph's Mob does is something that Soccer Crush has mm -hmm. done now for a couple of years and will continue to do. And I, I think it's fantastic um, what the mob does for, for Pride Razor. That's exciting. And we're so yeah. happy to be part of it, even far away. Yeah, it's one of the coolest things, I think, because soccer is like so divisive in this, like lower league soccer, leagues fighting with leagues and teams fighting with teams and supporters fighting with supporters. And I think Pride Race is one of the coolest things that happens because it kind of like it's universal. It's MLS teams do it and NWSL teams do it and USL teams do it. And, you know, some of the amateur teams do it. And I think, you know, the the folks in Detroit and Chattanooga that started it, I don't, I can't even imagine that they thought it was going to be as big as like what it is today. And it is just such a really cool thing um, to see supporters kind of all over the place being a part of something and doing this together and having like massive impact, but still impacting like their local communities. And I think that's such a cool aspect. And pride is so huge in St. Pete, like the pride parade, it's one of the, I think it's the biggest in the Southeast. It's one of the biggest in the world. The Pride Parade here in St. Pete, never been. It is, a, it's sweaty. Like it can, you know, <laughs> June in Florida, you know, is sweaty. Um, so it would be awesome if it was in another month, but it's a, it's a sweaty, sweaty, awesome parade. And it's just a big part of kind of the culture of the town. It's a big part of the culture of the city. So it's a cool thing to be kind of part of all of that mix. Well, let's move it to December so it's not as hot. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, yeah. we have an announcement to make. Yeah. Uh, great. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I do have a question. If you are, you obviously are an investor owner in Detroit City FC, who do you root for when they played the Rowdies? Yeah, I mean, uh, that was a tough one, but I was, well, it wasn't a tough one. Uh, I Rowdy is like, till I die, like just green and gold in my heart, I think. Uh, so that was actually not very difficult. It was difficult. I was out of town for work. So I missed the one that was here. That kind of broke my heart. That was difficult because I really wanted to see like both teams together. And you know, some folks that are up there. Um, so I was really bummed out about that, but it's an easy choice. It's Rowdy's all day, easy. Okay, I don't know, you know, I think I, Go ahead. Sorry. We're going to hold you to that forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was born in Michigan and I had, um, I think we had like an affinity with some of the Detroit folks kind of like early on, like when we were in the NASL days and they were kind of rumored to go into NASL like way back and lower division soccer was even a smaller like pond back like in 2014, 2015. So um, I, mean, I just kind of grew an affinity to a lot of the people that were up there and to the project, which I think is so cool what they did um, or what they've been able to do. So I, you know, jumped on, you know, and now I'm a micro, 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 micro owner, you know. Of... Yeah, but you don't have to put the micro in front of it. You can just no. say I'm an owner. owner. Yeah, yeah, I own it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you own it. It's mine. Yeah, they run everything by me. Yeah. They should. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Are you ready for rapid fires? I, I, I think so. I hope so. <laughs> I believe in you. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Which Tampa Bay Rowdy do you think would be fun to watch playing for FC Cincinnati? Oh, man. Well, what already just happened, right? Like One Laura, did just happen, yeah. Yeah, Laura went that way. And then we've had people like Lasso go the other way. Um, <laughs> you know, I think Aaron Guillen deserves a shot like in MLS. I, I really do. Like, I think he's a really, really talented player. And I think probably more as an outside back because of the size maybe in MLS, but I think he's a talented guy that really deserves a shot. So 
you know, I think if there was anybody, I don't know what your need state is at FC Cincinnati. Oh, okay. I uh, co-signed. We have a um, an anti-vaxxer center back right now. We could just, he he can go. He's gone. Potentially. Our defense yeah. in general is pretty bad. So we need, we'll take it. We could use you could, some help there. <laughs> you could use Ski and Island, you know, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. I love him. Yeah. Um, who is a soccer crush you just don't understand and think shouldn't be a crush? Uh, I always think Harry Kane's weird. Yeah, we agree. <laughs> like, I think, like, I mean, and some people really crush on him. I think they really, I think some people really crush on him. And also, I just don't get Harry Kane. Like, I don't understand. I, I know he scores buckets and buckets of goals, but he is, um, like I watch him and I never, I'm never impressed with Harry Kane, but I, he's effective, right? So that's a, that's a crush. I think that I just don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah, agreed. That but probably doesn't fair. break any hearts here. No. It <laughs> us. It us. Maybe quite the opposite. <laughs> if your soccer crush offered to take you out to dinner, where are you going and what are you ordering? Oh, where are we going? bodega yeah we're probably going to bodega <laughs> and i get the cuban sandwich which i always get there but i got the pollo asado the other day it was really really good a really really good sandwich and there's i think i mentioned this there's a speakeasy in the back of bodega right now um so that would make it even a cooler date night because you yeah. can drink but i do have to say the owners of Bodega have another restaurant, a Mediterranean restaurant that's a little bit further down Central Avenue. As you go more towards the beach, it's not by the beach, but if you're going towards the beach on Central Avenue, that's called Babu. Babu, And I've gone there a couple of times on date nights with my wife, and it is a really, really great spot. Like ambiance is cool, especially like as we get into the next couple of months, because it's kind of an indoor outdoor thing. It is an awesome, awesome place. So maybe there. That sounds amazing. But I wouldn't go there with Harry Kane. <laughs> no. But let's be real. I don't think Harry Kane would appreciate how great the food is at Bodega anyway. He's not allowed to go. There's a Harry Kane ban on Bodega. There's a Harry yeah. Kane ban in the United States similar to an actual. He would order a mayo sandwich. Yeah, just mayo. Mayo <laughs> with a side of mayo. Uh, what are your some of your favorite soccer Twitter accounts or podcasts? uh present company excluded oh that's very sweet (laughs) um uh right now i got in and dan unused from the unused substitute obviously the unused substitutes are a favorite of mine and rblr sports you know another local rowdy's favorite of mine i've really gotten into as roma dan one of the hosts departing here very sad uh, of the unused substitutes and I got into with a whole bunch of other people really got into Roma. I've been like binging Roma podcasts lately. So that is, um, I'm like trying to study up and learn up as much as I, and on Duolingo, I'm like trying to learn Italian for like the last year. And, um, and so, yeah, that's the, the, I've been binging Roma podcasts like crazy. So I know that's not USL centric or US centric, but it's been, it, it does not have to be. Yeah. I love Roma because I love Tammy Abraham yeah. so much. We really do. We yeah. would follow him anywhere. Yeah. Big time soccer crush. He is. He is. Who would you trust to take a high stakes PK? Oh, on the rowdies. Man, I so want it to be Seba. You know, like, I think that's the thing that breaks my heart is like when he missed the penalty in the final and it just kind of hadn't didn't that 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 like it's still heartbreaking for me you know leo is stone cold man stone cold and absolutely smooth i think if i had a if anybody on the rowdies it would be him right now that i would want at the spot both are good choices yeah yeah bad one yeah i want redemption for seba you know for sure but i think i would pick leo which coach would you like to get a drink of your choice with? Anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. 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 Um, yeah, here's a weird one. <laughs> and this goes on the Roma trip. Neil Collins, I would have a drink with any day in the week. And I, he'd be hilarious and awesome. And we'd have an iron brew and it would be great. 
Um, uh, you know, I have a Jose Mourinho thing now. Like Jose Mourinho has been the enemy in my mind for a really long time. Like totally unlikable guy. And he's had like this change in Rome, which has been incredibly weird where he is funnier he is more lighthearted. Uh, he's more light in general for like such an intense guy. Uh, and I watched some Joe Cole actually did an interview with him recently uh, that was on YouTube. It was BT Sport. And I think it would be Jose. I don't, I'm not doing these so rapid, am I? I'm like giving like. And you're doing great. Like not rapid fire. I okay. think he's hilarious. And um, <laughs> you could see his tattoo in person if you went out for drinks. Yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I've been That's thinking true. about him a lot since he has that feature in that new Stormzy song because I really like Stormzy oh. <laughs> and it's just hilarious to me. I'm like, this makes sense. <laughs> I still love it when I think somebody asked him his opinion on something and he's like, if I speak up, I get in trouble. Yeah. I and I was like, to speak. well, he is the best. Like I would yeah. be friends with Mourinho. Entertaining for sure. Definitely. Is there a match you wish you could have watched in person? Ah, I think uh, the Champions League semifinal a few years ago where uh, Liverpool came back on Barcelona. Uh, and I was at a bar in New York City watching it and a bunch of other Liverpool fans were there. I was there for work and I was like, I got to find a bar to go watch this. And that was awesome, like the environment uh, of that. But it was one of the most, I mean, it was so incredibly improbable. Um, and I, the electricity, like, and that's that would have been so fun. I've been to Anfield once, but to be there for that, I think, would have been unbelievable. Magic Champions League nights at Anfield, and that one was unreal. I think that would be a game I would love to have been at. Yeah, it's a good one. Definitely. Um, if you have the power to change, add, or remove any soccer rule, what would you change, add, or remove? Any rule. Um, ah, that's a good one. Um, what drives me crazy? Uh, I think, you know, I don't know if I, I would change offside. Like, I think the intention of offside is, uh, is just way out of whack where we're kind of measuring like in inches and how far away are you from like the player's armpit. And, um, I think, you know, I think if the, player like if the offensive player really has advantage I think that's what you're supposed to be looking for I mean I think if it's within an armpit you know I don't know a few centimeters it's just one and I feels like it's gotten murkier and murkier with bar like as time has gone on um so I think that might be one that would be worth revisiting I think you know the, where real player advantage you know I think that's the that's got to be that's got to be it. Like the lower half of the body's got to be ex beyond or some something along the lines, but it just can't be like an armpit. You know what advantage are you getting by that with an yeah, armpit? Something significant. Yeah, yeah. Or you should just get rid of the rule altogether unless it benefits you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Unless it benefits our team, it doesn't count. Yeah. yeah. I said all fouls against the Rowdies should all... Be negated. Exactly. I 100% yeah. agree. Yeah. <laughs> who do you think has the best mascot and who do you think has the worst? Oh, good question. Um, I love Pete and Pitney. They're awesome. Um, best mascot. Uh, well, worst is that weird sun looking thing that Partick Thistle have. Kingsley, I think is his yeah. name. Yeah. You know, that looks you know, like a, it's yeah. I don't know if it's the, I actually, I don't know if that's the best or the worst, right? It's just so bizarre. It's so weird. An argument um, could be made for both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I would put that, I would put that in the worst. I'm pretty partial to Pete. Uh, I think, you know, Pete and Penny are pretty, I mean, you have two, we have two mascots and that's pretty awesome. And the Pelican and St. Pete, you know. And they're adorable. Yeah, they are. They are adorable. And they're in love. And that's awesome. You know? <laughs> I will say, as a girl who likes sports, there were not enough female mascots, like, 
Cincinnati Reds have one. Her name's Rosie. And I always loved her because I felt like I was seeing like, oh, girls can like sports too. So I do think that is something fantastic that the Rowdies do, that they don't know the impact it's having on young, young girls. But I always, I always noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. It is really, really cool. It is cool. It's an easy thing to just add. Yeah, definitely. Um, which three soccer players do you want on your zombie apocalypse team? So the apocalypse is happening. You get to recruit three players. They're going to help you survive. Or you can sacrifice or them. Or you can sacrifice them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Who are you recruiting? Yeah. Or can well, you need? Yeah. Well, you need some gritty ones, right? Like, like I hate Sergio Ramos, but I feel like like if I needed like somebody, A, I wouldn't be that upset if he got taken out. And B, I think he'd be a pretty good like barrier. Um, so I think Sergio Ramos would be, I'd put him up there. Neil's ferocious. Like I definitely don't want him to die. So um, so I would have Neil in there without a doubt. Um, and let's see. I think I'm, I'm going all center backs. I, I think. I think I'd take Big Verge, Big Virgil Van Dyke. You know, I feel like I feel like with the three of them, I'd be pretty safe. You know, like because there's a lot of height and there's a lot of bulk there, so I feel like I'd be pretty, I'd be pretty safe at the core with the hide behind the three them. of them. They yeah. can't flee if they can't. If we're actually get, yeah, if we get into a four side match, I think I'd be well. We'd be defensive. Yeah, we'd you be absolutely right. would. Yeah. I've always heard that defense wins games. That's what there my dad has always said. There you go. Usually, Hopefully it helps. Usually it's been about the Bengals defense being not good. <laughs> what is your favorite song to pump you up before a match? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I like listening to podcasts on the way into the match. Do I get, I'm trying to think if there's anything that I get that I listen to that really pumps me up. Uh, that's a good one. I think I got, I think I'm stumped. Like I always go back to like, if I have to, like a workout or something like that, that I would need it. I like uh, Wu-Tang Clan 36 Chambers, that whole album, like just that's, and I'm showing my age a little bit probably on that one. Um, but that's always been kind of like hype music for me. So if I think I was going in to want to hype myself up, that uh, probably worked. Yeah. I respect that. Wu-Tang is for the kids. Yeah. It is for the it kids. It is. My sister and I recently made playlists that are the fifth track of every, like every fifth track from all of Taylor Swift albums, because that's supposed to be her saddest <laughs> songs. And that's what I listened to after the FC Cincinnati game. <laughs> I was like, I'm listening to my track five playlist because that was depressing. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just need that. I have a sad song. <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah, it helped a little bit. Taylor talked me through it. <laughs> that, that is awesome. That is awesome. Is there a match you wish you could relive? uh it's the easily i think it's the best sporting event i've ever been to was the eastern conference final last year um it, it was the and i've been to some afc championship games because i'm not a bengals fan um actually that's not fair because you guys are good now so um, we played but, in the super bowl last season do you remember i know i know i know i know that's not even a fair <laughs> dig historically historically but i like so i've been into big games playoff games you know, in other sports and stuff like that. But that Eastern Conference final last year against Louisville was unbelievable. I blacked out when Lucky scored that goal in the 96 plus whatever minute. Uh, I mean, it was just so surreal. And it was, uh, is this actually happening? Like where you, you just don't even know if it's actually happening. Everybody's going bananas. I think I would relive that a million times over, you know, if I could if I could do it. And Lucky's kind of got a, like a special place in our heart and our, in our family too. So uh, he's one of the better. first soccer players to follow soccer crush. Just... Oh, <laughs> awesome. We he's a good guy. Yeah. Uh, during that match. And uh, 
I wanted to light the entire city on fire with yeah. a whole bunch of I told you so's. So yeah, I think we like flipped off the entire city from oh, our yes. hotel because we had we oh, went yes. for the NWSL championship where we uh saw Kelly O'Hara in our hotel. We that's awesome. Humble brag. And then that happened. Uh, we like it's a cool night. I just I want you to know that God could not humble me that night. And the next day when I was in Louisville, because I just insufferable. Just <laughs> disgusting. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, it's it was so good. It was so good. Ah, uh, it felt so good. And they were so confident. Ah, uh, it just everything about it was Isn't everything it about nice it was wonderful. Can, like, humble Louisville. To be fair, though, we did go watch the Rowdies this season when they played in Louisville, and then we were humbled. So it did come yeah. back around and I'm pretty sure some fans there did not want us to forget that. Yeah. They, they this just... one guy flipped us off for no reason. And like, we were just like chilling during the match, having a drink being like, Hey, look. And I was like, you won. That was the flip off. Like yeah. that was <laughs> you won. So yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, the karma is going to come back to them. And I hope that we can be there to deliver it. Agreed. Uh, would be awesome. Um, who is your favorite person or people to watch soccer with? Um, it's uh, my previously mentioned dog. Um, I, you know, my wife and kids, my kids are getting older now. My son is 12. He goes to the games, but he doesn't as much. You know, he's not as, they're just getting older. My daughter's 18. And um, so it used to be like the whole family thing. We all went to the Rowdies games and stuff like that. But it is still the family, I think. You know, I love my new AS Roma, um, our little supporters club down here. It's fun watching games uh, with Dan and Eureka, David, and all those guys. Um, so that's fun recently. Mitchell, who you've probably met, like, so if you're ever at a Rowdy's watch party, Mitchell's a great time, you know. Um, but it's probably still the family, you know. Give a what the hell to Mitch. Yeah, what, what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> Um, which team would you relegate if you could from any division? Uh, can we relegate Louisville? Yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. We can yeah. to the depths of hell. I would want the Cosmos to come back just to relegate them. Okay. You know, like they are our <laughs> bad guy. Oh, Orlando. Orlando. <laughs> I would love to relegate Orlando. Let's relegate. And then relegate them again. <laughs> all purple teams yep yeah all the purple teams i appreciate that uh yeah. which is your harry potter house um i think uh sometimes i'm some some of my snarkier days on twitter are probably pretty slytherin um <laughs> Welcome. yeah i mean i like to think like i'm a good guy overall like generally like I'd, so i'd like to be in gryffindor but I definitely every day i have I think i have some slytherin case for sure i'm a slytherin am i not a good person <laughs> no no I, I, no you are you're a great person, you're a great person. Well, no it's fine it's okay. it doesn't hurt it doesn't hurt me i don't have feelings yeah. <laughs> uh which is one player that used to be at your club that you would bring back in a second Oh, lasso are you spying lasso yeah i mean i think he made a i think it made a really big difference this year i would take laurel back in a second like you guys are done with them right now right like i hope that that magical transfer is coming through uh, before season end but i think lasso uh, for a bunch of reasons you know the departure was a little bit messy um but massive presence can't be understated like the impact that he had on how we played over the last couple of years, but he's also just like a good community guy. Like he's a good like online community guy. He interacted and people could interact with him. He was a good community guy just all around. I In a second, split second. I think there are people in Cincinnati who would still bring him back mm -hmm. here just be, for all the same reasons. Yeah, he's very well liked yeah. on and off he's the field. Guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. Which team has the best fan base and which team has the worst? 
Um, we have the best. Yes. Um, uh, but there are other teams that have fan bases that I think are impressive, you know, that like are definitely building things. Um, uh, we kind of have a little bit of an affinity with some of the Phoenix guys. I think they do some really cool stuff. I think um, they're going to hate that I say this, but I think New Mexico, you know, has like, so there's some fan bases around there. And then there's some OG ones like Indy that we get along with, like, you know, because they were, we are NASL buddies and stuff like that. Um, so there's a lot that I respect out there. I think our vibe, I like our vibe. You know, I think we're generally a pretty chill vibe, not a take ourselves too seriously vibe, but still passionate. Um, the worst. Mm. They might be in Florida in a city that starts and ends with O. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I was only thinking USL. I mean, they're definitely the worst for me, without a doubt. Like, they're the worst that I've ever interacted with from a personal or an online perspective. So yeah, they've got to be, they've got to be up there in other leagues. I mean, Portland, what you all do in Cincinnati is big. I think what Portland Timbers, I always look at them and I think it's Timbers and Thorns. They go all out. Their Kipo this weekend was so cool. It was a Ouija board with a little thing moved. It was very cool. Very spoopy. That's white people stuff. You don't mess with Ouija boards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're conjuring yeah. spirits out there. No <laughs> thing. And get me. It looked yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can watch any two teams in the world play each other at any stadium. Who's playing and where? Um. Ooh, any two teams. Um, I think I would love to see uh, Liverpool, Manchester United at Anfield because um, there's still just so so much bad blood in that one. I'm gonna have a couple of answers. I think the, I think that is one. That's like a it's like an all timer. That's like one like if you got the opportunity to go, you'd love to love to do it. And I'd love to see um, I'd love to see Roma at home against Lazio. Um, you know, to within the same city, so much kind of hatred uh, at the Olympico. I would love to, would love to see that. I would yeah. also like to see that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> great match. Um, who is your most hated soccer team? Uh, Orlando. Uh, yeah, it's definitely Orlando. Outside of that, I mean, I hate United. Madrid, Real Madrid. Can you say something nice about them? Oh man, <laughs> I can't do it about Orlando. About United, um, I think the home shirt this year is nice. Okay, that was very pleasant of you. That was very kind of you. Yeah, yeah. very mature. You are not a Slytherin. A Slytherin yeah. would be like, no. <laughs> Um, if you could pick anyone to be on a match broadcast team, who would it be? And it doesn't have to be anyone soccer related or who's a current broadcaster, just anyone you would like to have broadcasting a match for you. You could pick uh, like Don Lemon and Brendan Fraser. Oh, okay. All right. Random. Anybody, anybody. You know what? I, I got into uh, Only Murders in the Building recently, like way late in the game. Like I'd have the three of them. I The chemistry there, I'm not a Martin <laughs> Short guy. Like I don't like Martin Short. I think he's kind of weird in a lot of roles and I don't know. I love Steve Martin. I think he's awesome. I love Selena Gomez. But that show makes me like Martin Short. And so they just got something right on the chemistry between the three of them. I have no idea if they know anything about soccer. I just would want to watch. I just want to watch more of that show. So I might as well put them on a two hour broadcast and I can yeah. watch more of it. They don't have to know anything about soccer. I think that would be hilarious. They should yeah. be <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> I would love to hear Mabel talk about soccer. Yeah, it would be awesome. And Oliver, he'd be awesome. very theatrical. <laughs> only murders at Adelaide. It would be awesome. There we go. I mean, you already have the butcher there, so. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. All right, and the most important question you have ever been asked in your entire life is, <laughs> who is your soccer crush? Um, I'll give you my current soccer crush right now. And this is very, this is a, uh, there is this midfielder 
for Roma's women's team and watching some of the games. They had Champions League qualifier last week. Um, and sporadically, you can get some of the games. They have this little, she's like 4'11", maybe she's five feet, little shithouser, Giada Gregi is her name. She plays for the Italian national team too, but she is like an Italian female Lewis Hilton. I mean, she's oh. just a total shithouser. And I just, uh, that's, I'm obsessed with her right now. I'm yeah. absolutely obsessed with her right now. So sounds like my soccer crush at the moment. Yeah. And because you brought up Lewis Hilton, we also have to say hi to Casey, who loves Lewis Hilton hi, Casey. forever and always. <laughs> she, she does. The, the epitome of shithousery and St. Yeah. is Lewis Hilton. May yeah. he stay there forever. All I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Keep there. Um, that's it. Those are all of our rapid fires and you handled them. You did a great job. Thank you. Thank and you. without having any knowledge of what they would be. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. I like the surprise element, you know? Well, it has been so much fun. Um, where can everyone find you on Twitter if they would like to follow anything that you need to plug? Or want yeah. To? Yeah. I mean, my, so my um, screen name on Twitter, screen name, what a handle, whatever it is, at. Uh, is at fat seven deuce p-h-a-t seven d-e-u-c-e it is that because in the 90s i had a 1972 plymouth duster um that was my car that i got off of a grandmother somebody's grandmother in high school and we called it the fat seven deuce because it was the 90s uh and that's what we did and that became like screen name and like aol yeah. and everything mm -hmm. from that point forward so I yeah. love it. It's perfect. Go it's legendary. Hang out. Tell Mike we said hi. If you're in St. Pete, go to Bodega. Tell us what you think and what you ordered. Um, and hang around for Pride and get involved with Pride Razor. Um, and if you are an Orlando fan, just stop. Just, yeah. just there stop. is hope for you. Just stop. We can help. There's a better way. There is a better way. We're reaching out. We there promise. are better teams in Florida that you could support. So many better ones. Awesome. And, and leave Mike out of it. You don't yeah. come after yeah. him. He's fine. Yeah, for sure. I think we should go talk some tactics, though. Yeah. Yeah. And that is it for today, crushes. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. And a huge, huge thank you to Mike for coming to hang out with us. We had the most fun with our fellow Rowdy. If you would like to be a guest on Soccer Crush, let us know. We would love to have you. We promise you too can have that good of a time with us. For even more fun, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at soccer underscore crush. We have so much content. Go nominate Crush of the Week, sign up for book club, hang around for the tactics and nonsense. Um, and keep an eye out for resources that we'll be posting to help our friends in Southwest Florida. Um, if you're able to donate, please do so. And of course, thank you for listening to Soccer, Soccer Crush. Crush.